heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? What if Pete Snowden ever thinks about winning a Jericho? How are you, Pete? Good, mate. Good, thanks. Good. Yeah, is it on your radar anywhere? <laughs> I can't see it on my bucket list. <laughs> well, I think it should be. I think it should be. Hey, um, what's the story with Huetor and the zipping? He's come out? Yeah, he has, mate. He had a, his bloods were a little bit off um, Tuesday afternoon, and I gave him, he's got to leave on Wednesday, more, Wednesday afternoon, and uh, just the little bits and pieces were... were we normally go through, uh, weren't quite matching up, so I, I'm glad I left him because it's a 12 hour, uh, 12 hour uh, flight trip down. And the next morning, his temperature's up three three points where it normally is, so no doubt if he got on the truck, he'd have been like sick of him when he got down there. So we pulled the right rain, not going, unfortunately, but for this, hopefully, it's only virus as quick as it comes, it leaves him. Yeah. And hopefully, we've got into race in a couple of weeks, two or three weeks' time, maybe we can get him back to the race again. Absolutely. Do you get a bit nervous when you've got a an expensive one going around, like Media World. You've had a lot of them over years, so it should be par for the course. But this is a $1.4 million written tycoon cult with a great pedigree. Every step they take uh, can be so significant. Uh, how does he go, Media World? And is, is there a sense of uh, extreme importance when you get a precocious one kicking off like this that costs so much money? Oh, well, naturally, it's, it's in your mind all the time, but it's, I don't know if it affects my judgment when I start them or not. Um, he, look, he's always shown a bit of ability. His trials have been good. He's a, he's a quite a tractable horse. We took him there on Tuesday morning and worked him, and he did, did everything perfectly. He's a very professional little colt. Um, he's got natural pace without being a brilliant horse. He has got natural pace. But he seems very genuine, and uh, we'll happy out with what, he, what he's doing at the moment anyway. So he's he's doing all the right things, but he's not shooting the lights out. He has, he's not a sepoy early on. That's what he's hasn't, hasn't got the wow factor yet. Well, in the last ten years, I've only had one of them. So, got <laughs> Mark and my dad. They not many of them do uh, what he did. Um, but look, he's, but he's doing everything right. His trials have been good. Michael Lee rode him um, in a jump out of Flemington. He rode him in track work on Tuesday, and he said he couldn't believe the difference in the horse just in, uh, after being down here a week and a half. He's improved so much. So uh, that, that's a good report we got back from him, and we're happy the way he is. Everything about the horse tells he's going the right way, and you know we're happy enough. We reached him with Rangers on Tuesday morning. He's a very good track worker, and he he uh, he matched it with him quite comfortably. So uh, no, we're, we're happy the way he's going. Okay. Yeah. How does the two-year-old compare to the yearling that cost one point four million? Has there been nice development? He must have been a, a pretty pretty nice yearling as well. Uh, this bloke, I mean, compared to. Well, compared to when he was a yearling, when he went for 1.4, has he made nice development since the yearling sale? Well, he's not a big horse. Um, there hasn't been a massive change in him. He, but his mother, I knew his mother, and uh, she wasn't a big mare either. But he's a nice, neat horse. Um, he's got quality. And let's hope he's got the ability to match it. All right. Uh, race nine at Caulfield, you've got Wallombi and Revolutionary Miss. This is the uh, the summon stakes. Uh, Revolutionary Miss is going to go around favourite, and Wallombi um, probably second or third favourite. Yeah, both fillies have been going well. They've been going through the carnival and they're running good races without winning, but uh, Revolution Miss did win last Saturday and won quite comfortably. She's always showed good ability. She never runs a bad race, but it's just had haven't drawn quite right and never got the right luck in running. And, 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 during those races out of the carnival, that's what stops you or makes you. So um, 
this is their last shot, this preparation. It'll be their last run for the prep, but they go into it as, as um, not afterthoughts, but really peak performances. They both should be peaking for a good run on Saturday. Your favourite horse, Rangers, and Ganati go around in race 10. You've got quite a few runners at Corfit. What's the balance between the, the Sydney stable and the Melbourne stable? You seem to have a nice active group in the Melbourne stable and you seem to have been pretty enthusiastic to hang around whilst this carnival became extended? Yeah, it's just... I'm not sure. For me, I don't think it was a really good idea waiting this long. Um, but I purposely left their preparations late before I started uh, for the reason that this, this uh, the old Sandown meeting was a fair bit after the Melbourne Cup week. So, as I said, these fillies have been set for this race for quite a while. So they, they come in late to finish to finish late. But as a, as a turnaround point, um, both these fillies are both, both magic men horses. Uh, it gives you no time at all to think about going there. So it's six or one and a half a dozen the other. But, look, if we win it, we won't be complaining. We'll be happy. Is it hard to just keep them ticking over? Everyone, like, there's horses in other jurisdictions that sort of stay in work all the time to a degree, but... Just to articulate from a trainer's point of view, when they when they make these changes and the authorities say, oh, well, the trainers can just adapt it, it's not that easy. They do need some sort of respite, don't they? It's not that easy. They need a couple of months. You need 12 months. That's, where, that's how far ahead we're always planning, thinking about the next carnival, next next race. And uh, the race is pretty well in the same format uh, every year uh, by month. But when they start tweaking a week here, a week there, and two weeks back here, it just does alter the time you've got left from a spell time to a first barrier trial time to the first race time, things have got to change. So, um, look, I don't know, it's, I'm too old to be worried about it. <laughs> I, I just try and adapt and, and do the best we can with what we have. But, but uh, as I said, if you win the race, you're not going to complain, are you? No, that's right. Money in the bank. Uh, Kenzo today and Rose Hill tomorrow, a couple there. Uh, any enthusiasm there? I've uh, got a horse today has got a chance in uh, race four, Zoo Prince. He's a horse which had one run back. was a very, very good run, actually. You can repeat that. He'll be hard to beat today. He doesn't want a soft ground. And we've got probably two tomorrow, and uh, both need drawing tracks. It's a heavy eight today on the uh-huh. Penzo. Hopefully it's not that tomorrow at Rose Hill because they both need better conditions than what today was serving up. How do you reflect on the spring, Pete? Um, Marzu, a lot of uh, frustrating, I think, for, for Marzu. It was, and just to prep that, look, he's probably, he's getting a bit old, he's not too old, but he's just that every year, the sprint race especially getting harder and harder, the new one popping up each year, so you've got to keep getting better and better, and if you look at that over the previous years, it hasn't been, you only dominate for one or two seasons, and then another one comes along, that was, um, you, know, um, you know, Chris Waller's horse, he's dropped off the perch, so it's just, mm. don't stay at that level for very long, it's not sprinters anyway, it's just a very, it's a hard, it's a hard life. It's uh, it's very fast work. It's it's hard work. It's hard on the horses, and they don't stay at the top for very long. There's, as I said, there's always a new one coming along. But our spring was okay. Um, by our standards, we sort of always you're always looking for to get wind group ones like your places in them. So um, yeah, there's always room for improvement. But just got to get the cattle, and you got to get it done. Is life harder for sprinters as far as the intensity of their careers? Is that what you're saying? Is that what you found that? It's it's harder to keep a sprinter going because of the way they race. It is because they're putting so much more G forces on them, like there. Yep. And I remember when Red Zell, like he was so dynamic, dynamic out the gates. He had a lot of hot problems later mm. because it's it just so much drive from naught to hundred and you know four strides. So it's just the way the race is very taxing on the body. Whereas a stayer, you can 
take half out of warm up at a race, and he's still in the race. Yeah. But it's, Brenda is different. They've got to hit the hit the ground and be gone. And uh, it is taxing. So you got to be very mindful of how, you, how much work you do on the track and how often you race them you know, to, to keep them at the best. Makes me think of Manicato, who was just the heaviest horse imaginable, and he's he spent half his life in ice, didn't he? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, mm. it's it's, uh, it's it's a very demanding. Even though they're a short course and they're in a blink of an eye, it's still very taxing on the body. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, interesting chat. Good on you, Peter. Uh, best of luck on the weekend. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one.